This is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Today is National Cousins Day, and in honor of the occasion, I'd like to have a moment of silence for Cousin Brucey. No, he's not dead. Yet. But maybe if we all wish real hard at the same time, we can make magic happen. Thank you. And now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. I was going to say, it could have fooled me. It looks like a walking corpse. Yeah. Rest in peace, Brucey. He's still alive! And we are live! Welcome to the Metal Injection Live Guest. It's Realized Raba. Or Real Life Raba. No, I've realized myself. I'm, I am aware of all that I am. My are you really? Th- my third eye is wide open. You still oh. act like your mother in and some ways, so I don't think so. And it's staring. Do- <laughs> Maybe that's who he realized he actually is. Uh, that is who I am. That is my true being, Noah. <laughs> and I must christen you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's hard. You lose the grandeur when you don't do these in advance. Yeah, you're right. Bit. I keep yeah. meaning to write them down in advance. Come on, Rob. You can't I, think I, of any N-words? <laughs> None that I can say on the air. Wow. Hate well, which N words would you say off the air? Yeah, Not really. Man. No. No. That's How about neurotic? I could be neurotic I've used. I feel like I've used that one before. I'm Nicaraguan. <laughs> A little international. And flag. then we have sample size Sydney. Okay, mm. sure. I could be North American mm. Noah. And dominant Darren Delgado. Mm. He's very beautiful. <laughs> oh. Clearly, Dave Mustaine has a favorite. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you could be a part of the show. Me? Thank well, you. Well, you you're always a part of the oh, show. Okay. But if the listener would like to be a part, and you're listening live, just dial two one three wide nut. Beautiful, <clears throat> great number. It's two one three nine four three three six eight eight. If you listen to the archive, you can also be a part of the show by sending in a voicemail. You could record a voice memo with your phone. Email that to hatemailandmetalinjection.net or, you know, just send us a traditional email to that yeah. address. Something like that. And, uh, we have a P.O. box? Not, give we out? have a virtual P.O. box, which is hatemail yes. at metalinjection.net. We also have a Discord chat. That's right. That we'd love for you to be a part of. So many ways. And you could just get that invite at metalinjection.net slash livecast. We have a very, very big show. Really big show. Very exciting. We have Darren Malankian. He is the guitarist of System of a Down. He has a new solo album with his project Scars on Broadway. Came out He's this past very beautiful. <laughs> All right, Dave. Yeah, this past Friday, the album is called Dictator. And uh, excited to talk to Darren. Big fan of his. Always excited to talk to anybody named Darren. Most oh, that's, people named that's Darren. That's so nice of you to say. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> of course. Darren! Darren? See, there'll be two Darrens. Yeah. Very appropriate for this show. Yeah, maybe we'll just have to refer to you as 3D during the interview. Although, uh, Darren, our guest, spells his name with an O. And one R. One R and an O, which is the way almost everyone growing up spelled my name. Really? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, that was now we always will... the number one misspelling of it. Number huh. one spelling, they would get it right, I would say. We but... would, uh, now we should ask him if his number one misspelling is the way you spell your name. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Maybe you guys can negotiate a name trade. I feel like my version of Darren is the most intuitive way to spell it in English. 
Yeah. Mm. But Darone is the way that it's the next way. For some reason. I will say when when we get hate mail at metalinjection.net. Always wrong. And it's usually Daron, D-A-R-O-N. Is it ever D-A-R-O-N-E? Like actual Daron? (laughs) Maybe they think... I guess it's more Daron. Maybe they think that Darren is on the podcast and it's not... 3D Darren. Yeah. This maybe. whole time they've been listening to Darren Malakian. Wow. Well, there's Mark Marin that rhymes with Darren and spelled M A R O N. True. Leslie Karen. Cheech Marin. Like that. Also that's a different an, spelling. Ah, uh, yeah. How is that spelling? But that's really Marine. That's just, yeah. he's Americanizing yeah. it. I mean, that's M A R I, accent I, N. Oh, I see. <clears throat> Karen <Sorry>. Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. D A R E N. Mm-hmm. One R. That's close. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen that. Anytime D A R Y N. I've never got that. I got D A R R I N. Like Bobby Darren. Is that how I think? That that's was how one he's R. Spelled? I think. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. I'm an expert on all Darren <laughs> misspellings, well, yeah. as you should be. That you want to know who I was really named after was the actor Darren McGavin, who uh, my wife, my mother's friend was a good was a big fan of, and she said I like that name. What was he on? He was on Kolchak the Night Stalker. Oh, God. Uh, which was a great show, by the way, not to get too off track, but it was like the X-Files, proto-X-Files in huh. the 70s. It was just this one guy, though, who was like a PI, and he would investigate supernatural shit like werewolves and stuff. Did it run back-to-back with Kojak? No, that would have been very confusing. Yeah. Uh, but very easy to market. Yeah. So that guy, he was so... He was so, in a Christmas story. Oh, yeah, he's the dad, right? Oh, Yeah, he's okay. the dad. I forgot all about that. I don't, I've never been a big fan of that movie. Oh, Jennifer of, loves it. One of the iconic movies of my youth. I don't hate it. It's just like, I don't know. I think the hype is a little over. I, the Sandlot is another one like That's, that. Those are the two movies of my youth. <laughs> but maybe it's because we have like, you know... You're a few years older, yeah. 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 So you, your cynicism. Those are two movies that fall right in the, the the area where you would have been a kid, and I would have been yeah. a little more cynical. That makes yeah. sense. So. Well, let's see if we uh, if we have Darren on the line. Hopefully, we do. Nope, we don't. Just Alex Skolnick. Maybe that's him jamming. Was that Alex Skolnick for real? That's what he does now. He just plays hold music <laughs> live. Yeah, every time there's a call. <laughs> and they call him up and he starts playing. Could you imagine him in his studio apartment just sitting by a speakerphone with his guitar just ready? <laughs> Anytime anyone's on hold, like he just gets buzzed, he has to start yep. jamming out again. And he gets paid by the call, so he gets bummed out when there's like not a lot of traffic. <laughs> Listen, it's a living. Damn, I had a, money. Uh, a new version of War Pigs all ready to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Shame uh, on him. Poor guy. How's he doing, Rob? You have any updates on Alex Skolnick? Maybe uh, let's unmute this line so we can check in once in a while. Get tricky with him. Catch him off guard. Maybe we'll get tricky we'll be with playing. him. Oh, he still goes. With some more yes. Why don't we interview uh, Alex Skolnick while we... No. <laughs> Alex, you there? <laughs> He's very into his music. He wouldn't just stop and... He wants to win a free shirt <laughs> because he can't afford clothing. 
my god. He's playing guitar shirtless right now. He's waiting till we do thrash or trash and give a shirt away. He's warming up. Sorry, Alex. Anything you submit, I would trash. Sorry. I what think if it's a given. he very expertly disguised who he was and then submitted a song? I, is he disguising the sound as well? It didn't have to be. He just wants to win the contest. So he'll like pick like a hardcore band? He'll or pick like something you like to trick you so you can get a shirt to wear. Oh, that's fair. If Noah. he goes to that much effort. Noah is so mad right now. <laughs> I'm just mortified. Someone mentioned that uh, that Alex is a judge on, on a, a Banger Films. Banger, uh, banger Films? Uh, I don't know. Well, we, we is that like Bang it. Bus? Or something? No. Oh, hello. Uh, Darren, is that you? Yeah. Hey, man. Thank you uh, for doing the call. Weird, we have a weird little setup here. But uh, you're on the air with oh, us. Sorry. No, no, it's it's. It's on us, uh, but thank you for, for taking some time to talk to us. Uh, my name is Rob. Thank you. And we have some other co-hosts. We have Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. And we have Darren, is another Darren, but yeah. spelled differently. This is Darren. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, right before... Uh, I can you, hear... What's that? I can hear my voice back oh, on my phone. Oh, oh that's weird. Connection. That sucks. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Perhaps if you step on Uh, your reverb pedal, it might be on. (laughs) Put it in the off position. I think it went away. All right. Awesome. Great. It went went away. We're fine now. Excellent. Well, uh, I just want to say I I celebrate your entire catalog. And uh, uh, all of us do. do. We're all big fans. fans. And and for me personally, uh, when Toxicity came out, I am not exaggerating when I say I listened to that album. Every day for at least six months, at least, and then again, like on and off for another three years. Like I wore that album out, mm-hmm. and so I want to thank you for all the art and, you've, you've provided. And how how did you feel after that? Uh, great! I felt like uh, <laughs> I felt wonderful. I still listen to. I, I, I'm still not sick of it. I will tell you. I still put on. I'm like, man, these are some thank jams. You. They're they're timeless. Really jams. appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we should also uh, say uh, thank you because your music has provided us uh, a lot of bonding experiences, whether it's <laughs> shows that we've been to or just like listening to albums together or even writing song parodies and just laughing to death using, um, you know, your art. So thank you. Well, thank you. This, inter- this interview is just going to be 20 minutes of us thanking you. I know you already did some ass kissing, <laughs> yeah, but I want to throw like something in. Okay, let's like let's toxicity let's is really to me was the gateway uh, music drug of me abandoning like basic bitch politics and like examining like like a deeper sort of more um, what's a good word nuanced? like it nuanced and environmentally like aware like uh, being aware of things outside the sphere of normal U.S. bullshit politics, like that really got, it really kind of turned my head towards that to do more research in that direction. Great. <laughs> and I feel, uh, I feel like you, you've continued. <laughs> I don't know what to Yeah, say. what can you say? I'm sorry, we, we had to get the ass kissing out of the way and we're yeah. going to get to it. It's just, it's a, it's a great honor. Well, it seems like politics are, are, are always a part of your art. It's very much a part of, uh, I, w- I assume it's, it's a big part unless it's a metaphorical uh, dictator the new album uh and, and it's something i feel like you you uh, try to keep up on would that be fair to say i mean for me politics is just part of it's just one thing that goes on in the world mm-hmm. and 
I try to touch upon different things that happen in people's lives. And, uh, you know, sometimes politics is something that's um, going on while other things are going on as well. You know, while your personal life is going on, while tragedies are going on, while happy times are going on, you know, and, and politics is is there in in all of that in in the big you know spectrum of of, of life I guess you could say um, so uh, you know I, I I always try to not I, I always try to like have my pulse on where I feel the world is at and and mixed with where my own personal life is at and a lot of that kind of just bleeds out in my lyrics and my songs. So um, sometimes something can be political and be personal, like the song Dictator. Mm-hmm. Um, there there could be a political message there, but there could also be, you know, someone can take that and, you know, if, if you have like a, a friendship or, or a marriage that isn't healthy with somebody that maybe, I guess, is overbearing and telling you where to go right. and what to do. So, you know, for me, it's a mix of, of both. And a lot of the times when I'm writing... It's a mix of, yes, the politics and the social environment that's going on at the time mixed with um, my everyday life and my, you know, just normal things. Yeah. And uh, uh, one thing I really also like about your style is you seem to incorporate a lot of uh, elements from uh, perhaps like Middle Eastern music. Uh, Me, myself, my mom is from Russia. My dad is from Iran. So I'm in a hurry, you know, uh-huh. uh, but uh, no. Uh, so because I grew up with a lot of that ethnic uh, like Russian and, and like Iranian music. And I kind of heard some of that style in stuff that you wrote. Uh, would you say that that, that, that kind of music uh, inspired uh, your, your style a bit? Big time. I mean, I grew up in the Armenian community. In where I live in LA, there's a big Armenian community, mm-hmm. and also I grew up around a big Armenian family. So um, the Armenian culture is something that is a part of me. Um, Armenian, Middle Eastern, uh, Greek music, just all kinds of music um, was around when I was growing up. So I think it just kind of naturally bleeds out of me when I'm writing. I don't really try to go into that direction. Right. Um, but it it just kind of happens in a natural way, and, and uh, it's become part of my style through the years, whether it's with System or Scars, you're going to hear that direction. But it, it's not um, – I think it's mixed with everything else, and it and it's – Sometimes you you hear people trying to mix these type of influences, and um, I, I don't try to force it. Some people I feel like try to force, you know. Well, I want to have this ethnic instrument in the song, and one second you're listening to heavy metal, mm-hmm. and then the song just changes, and all of a sudden you're listening to uh, a whole Middle Eastern kind of vibe. With what I do, I try to mutate it all, and uh, I don't really try. It just kind of comes out of me that way. It just kind of comes out as a mutation of all the music that um, I take in and I listen to and, you know, have grown up with. Yeah, it's definitely evident in your writing, uh, as you mentioned, how you make it 
like a metal Middle Eastern part, but it doesn't at all sound forced. And I think that's one thing uh, that I could really appreciate about that. And something I recently learned in your upbringing uh, is that you lived in Iraq for a little bit. No, I didn't live there. Oh, oh you, you visited. From oh, there. oh, okay. Uh, I I was I was born in the U.S., uh, mm-hmm. but I had family in Iraq. Um, for they're all here now, but mm-hmm. after, before when Saddam was you know in charge and through the whole Iran Iraq war, I had family there, mm-hmm. and even through the both bushes that bombed Iraq, I had family there. I visited there when I was 14 years old when uh, Saddam was still in charge before America had ever bombed them, like even before the first Bush had bombed them. So I had visited Iraq for like, you know, a month and a half, two months uh, to go and meet my family. I mean, it was my grandmother. It was my aunts, cousins. I had a big, big, big uh, family there Mm -hmm. in Iraq. So I went there to visit them and... um, you could say, yeah, it made an impact on me. It, it what, what I realized when I came back from that, because it was soon after, it was like a year or two after that, that the first uh, Bush senior um, bombed them. And what I, what I realized was how the media doesn't always give us the straight story. And I was only 14 or 15 years old at that time. But up until then, I thought, wow, everything the news says is true. Uh-huh. And the way that they would explain the Iraqi people and the way they would explain the vibe in Iraq was it was really uh, totally different from what I had experienced coming from there. Um, well, what did you experience? So I kind of what's what was it like? Well, people, you know, people, people everywhere are just people. You know, we we we, we kind of clump people in with their governments. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the government is this, and the people must be this. And uh, that's not usually the case. In fact, the more oppressive the government usually is, the more humble and um, open the people are usually of those countries. From from what I've noticed, um, I don't know. What, I, I don't know if that's from being, you know, put on check for so many years by their, you know, yeah. by their government, but. Um, you know, I just remember certain things that were said about Iraqi people and Iraqi life and how they all supported Saddam. And, you know, it, it just didn't it didn't it, it didn't match up with the Iraq that, uh, you know, I had just experienced, which, you know, you had a lot of Saddam posters, pictures, statues everywhere. But didn't necessarily mean everybody loved the guy everyone was kind of forced to just shut up about it you know and uh i think to get american people to uh, agree to a war and agree to bomb a country i think sometimes they have to um uh kind of make us kind of uh i don't know how to explain it but kind of feel like these people over there are different than we are and uh, kind of we're not on the same level as human beings, you know, mm-hmm. and which makes people free to say, well, then go bomb them. Go, you know, go it's do a, what you got to do. It's you know? kind of like what, they're, and, what uh, the uh, current administration is trying to uh, paint uh, refugees yeah. and, and immigrants from yeah. uh, south of the border as. 
Yeah. Just make the yeah. othering. And, uh, these people, are, you can't paint them all with just one brush. Every one of them has a different story and a, and a different personality. It's like, tell, it's like it, people outside of the United States thinking that we're a country of Trump supporters, you know, mm-hmm. or just a country of racists. And, and obviously there is a part of the, our population that is that. But there's a huge population, huge amount of people that are not that. And then, then you have the people that are just down the middle, you know. So it, it's that way in every country. You have your nationalist people that, you know, follow the government. And then you have the open-minded people, the progressive people that question their government. And, and that, it's that way everywhere you go. And I, I think, you know, when I came back from Iraq, I just... I didn't. I, I saw that the news and and the media was not always giving it to us straight and and telling it like it is. Would you encourage people to like travel more and kind of like discover that for themselves? Because I feel like traveling and just meeting people is what can help uh, you know like open people's mind to that. Absolutely, uh, you you go and you see that there is. A different lifestyle in in different places, but you know everyone's just getting up, going to work, yeah. um, you know, feeding their kids, and and it's it's a lot of the same. You know, uh, p- human beings, we are not that different from each other just because we're in different countries. We all have the same um, type of uh, well, characters in some way. Yeah, everyone's just trying to get by. Trying, trying to handle their shit. Yeah, everyone's trying to get by. And what ends up happening is the people on the way right or the way left scream louder than the people that are just trying to get by and are down the middle. And uh, that's why you get such radical people, yeah. you know, in power usually. I, I consider myself, I know a lot of people would think, well, system of a down and, you know, you must be a, you know, far left liberal, but I'm not. You know, I'm I'm uh, pretty much down the middle. I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. Um, I just want common sense. I just want common sense. And I feel like sometimes uh, the right kind of moves too much um, with, you know, th- their ideas are very based off, you know, their religion. And um, the left sometimes is a little unrealistic with certain things that they might want and you know i sometimes think well how who's gonna pay for all that you know so i kind of i kind of see both sides of it and and i see myself down the middle and it's people that are down the middle there that are not being heard at the end of the day because because like i said you know everyone's just you know the people down the middle are not as involved that's because we have uh, to go to work to pay our bills. Yep. We're spending all our day at work. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when you were in Iraq, uh, you were a metalhead by then. Did you did you uh, yes. play any metal for for people there? <laughs> I took a lot of my at that time. I had cassettes, um, so I took a bunch of my cassettes with me and uh, heavy metal like magazines and stuff to kind of keep me busy while I was there. And um, so, yeah, you know, I would let my cousins or my aunts listen to whatever I was listening to. 
And uh, so I, you know, I'd put my headphones on. They'd just kind of be like, "What the hell is this?" You know. <laughs> so uh, they, I, they, I don't think they'd ever heard anything like Slayer or anything like that before. So um, I, I don't know. Some I don't have proof of this, but I feel like I was one of the first people that ever like took heavy metal cassettes or anything even into Iraq at that time. Because remember, there was no uh, soldiers from the United States there at that time. It was just, you know, Saddam. Saddam was in charge. So, um... Right, who else would have it done it? something that was... Excuse me? Like, if, if not for... Like, who else could have possibly done it other than someone... I like don't you? know. Yeah. One I of Saddam's know. sons was so, a huge Anvil know, fan. I, <laughs> from what I've heard. No, no, no. I, I didn't hear you. I just made a joke. Sid falsely uh, oh. pointed to history and said that one of Saddam's son was... Uh, a huge Anvil fan. Just a oh, joke. maybe. It's possible. Maybe. If anyone, it would probably be them. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was wondering, uh, your father is a painter and your mother is, she, she does sculptures? Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, growing up in a house where both of your parents are artists, what was their mentality towards you pursuing a career in music or you know, like, how was art treated in your household? Um, there, <clears throat> there was always art going on in my house. My dad was always painting. Um, <clears throat> I think they understood where I was coming from, so I was lucky in that way where they, they, uh, they understood my passion for it. But it also came with, a lot of worry and worried about like, well, what, you know, really, this is what you're going to pursue in your life. What are, how are you going to, you know, make a living doing this? It was kind of an unrealistic thing, especially being Armenian. Mm -hmm. There was no like Armenian band or musician to really look up to, to say, well, they did it, you know? And, um, so, you know, a lot of people, when I would tell them what I wanted to do with my life when I was younger, kind of, you know, they believed in me, but there was also like, yeah, but what are the chances, you know, that you're actually going to make it being an Armenian person? You don't know anybody in the music business and, and hasn't everything been done already? And, you know, I would get all these types of, you know, opinions and comments. And, um, you know, I just believed in myself and uh, I felt like I had something to contribute and I just, you know, went forward with it and, uh, you know, just put the blinders on and just moved forward. And uh, at a pretty young age, in my early 20s, you know, stuff started happening with System and we started getting a lot of recognition um, in L.A. in the clubs. And uh, pretty soon we got signed. By the time I was like 22 or 23 years old, I was already signed and on the road. So, you know things started happening for me at a pretty young age and they kind of backed off and uh was like yeah wow this guy's actually doing what he said he was gonna do so you know they kind of trusted me after that that's cool it's cool that but, you, uh, you very lucky yeah it's very cool. lucky to have supportive parents if anything they they just really supported me and understood my drive and my passion for it and your dad's done the artwork on um, some of your albums, and also, did he do the the artwork on Dictator? 
Yeah, he did. He's done the artwork on uh, Mesmerized, Hypnotized albums, uh, the first Scars album, and this latest release, Dictator. That's awesome. Cool for me to kind of... He's not much of a self-promoter. <laughs> um, me and my mom were pretty much the only people that really saw my dad's paintings. He never really did exhibitions or anything like that. So it's really neat for me to kind of show people what my dad does. It, it, I have a lot of pride in that. It's really cool for me to do that. And what's his um, response to like all of the exposure that he's getting. And I'm you know, like your fans are, are very vocal about like artwork and stuff like that. So how is he responding to it? You know, sometimes he's not that aware of it. My dad doesn't have a cell phone. He does <laughs> not know how to use a computer. Um, so he doesn't really read or see the things that, you know, people are saying or commenting about. I come and I have to, you know, I come and tell him, but he's he's just very old school, you know. So he, he doesn't have the cell phones, Facebook, and so he doesn't he doesn't even know how to turn it on. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's, he I kind of have to come to him, and you know, he's he's like a seventy seventy one year old Armenian man, you know. So I kind of go to him and tell him like, you know, people are really liking the art, and he gets excited, he gets happy, and uh, it's cool. It's a cool thing. That's sweet. Uh, one thing that I've talked about a lot on this podcast personally is my love of sunflower seeds. And uh, there's a famous lyric in one of the System of a Down songs that eating seeds is a pastime activity. Uh, do you yeah. partake in eating sunflower seeds? Was that, was that your I do. I do. <laughs> and um, our, my family kind of gets them raw. And, uh, and a lot of Armenians do this. They buy the sunflower seeds raw and they cook them. They roast them. Thank you. <laughs> and so, it's delicious. It's it's way better than anything you would buy. Agreed. At the convenience store, you know, like it's it, it's just fresh and they're warm, and they're amazing. Now, like you can't stop eating them. Does your does your family <laughs> eat the small ones? Or I personally, I enjoy the Turkish sunflower seeds because they're a larger <laughs> seed. It's easier to crack through the shell. Do you have a, a, a preferred uh, they size? They are a little larger. Yeah. They, they probably are. They're not, they're not as small as the ones that are in the store. Yeah. The Davids, it's like, it's a joke. You yeah. just validated yeah, those, Rob's those, existence. Those do not, they don't even match up to the ones I'm talking about. These are like fresh, <laughs> just cooked. They're warm, lightly salted, delicious. I, I, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> I've been preaching the word of great... <laughs> Sunflower seeds, and I finally have some backup. Rob's cheeks are <laughs> rosy right now. He's so happy. <laughs> There's a cloud in the shape of Rob. He just went to the store to go get just some to, sun, to go roast sunflower seeds himself. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for for taking some time to hang out with us. It, it, it's truly been a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, likewise, thank you. Thanks for having me. We really enjoyed listening to Dictator. I was listening to it on Spotify right before the show while walking my dog, and it was great. It's very, very catchy. I think one thing that is very evident in your in your songs is even though you know they're heavy, and and some of them are, are like kind of ballady. Uh, there's one song that was like kind of a softer, but even still, the hooks will get stuck in your head. You, you, yeah, if if you ever need a secondary it. career, you know, advertising and jingles, you definitely. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I for, for a brand of sunflowers. You know, I I'm not, 
I'm not trying to, you know, in the early days of system, uh, the, like on the first record, it was kind of like, well, what could I write? That's going to start up the biggest mosh pit. Mm. And as I got more into making albums and, and as I got older, I got more into songwriting and, and lyrics and, and telling, saying something in the song and not just, you know, focusing on, well, here's the part where everyone's going to lose their mind. So, you know, I, I just, you know, focus on songwriting and, and uh, the hooks kind of are something that kind of naturally comes to me. It's part of, it's part of how I write. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate you guys digging the record and it's, nice to finally put it out and get some feedback and uh have people enjoy it so one last question do you have a song that you were like wow i really like this is it like i nailed it every it's like the per as close to a perfect song as i as i'm ever gonna do you have like one particular favorite like that or it changes every time you write new music changes they're all they're all kind of different from each other you know um there are certain styles that I write that are really aggressive and heavy. Sometimes it gets a little funny and, and there's humor involved. Sometimes it's really serious. It's really tough for me to like pick my favorite emotion. There, there's just a bunch of emotions that I kind of put out in my music. So it, it's kind of tough. But, you know, I've had moments where I felt really proud as a writer. I could remember when I wrote uh, Lost in Hollywood that I was like, I became I I I become a fan of my songs before anyone else does, and uh, I remember when I wrote Lost in Hollywood that I was like, almost you know I couldn't believe that I wrote that you know, um, <laughs> and and a lot of times I don't feel responsible for my writing. I I feel like it was like given to me mm. from somewhere else, and uh, that's why when people kind of compliment me for what I do it's a little weird because if I was really great at it then I can just do it right now but the fact that I can't just do it right now and plan it keeps me kind of humble and uh kind of grounded and makes me work hard for the next one or or searching for the next song so a lot of times I just I don't feel personally responsible for the songs that I write because they just kind of come out of me from somewhere and it feels like I was almost just like a medium. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I never thought of creativity in in such a way. Yeah, it's kind of like meditative. In a way, like a or like divine. I don't know. It's you can't really. It's just a combination it. of feeling right and and being excited to write and uh and you know and a lot of it is just out of your hands like i said i if i sat down right now and said well i'm gonna write a song chances are i won't write anything that impresses me right um and and it's usually when i don't expect it that i write something that i was like wow and you know i just get really excited because i didn't see it coming and uh, like, like I said, it, it makes me feel like I'm not really responsible for what I'm writing a lot of the time. Awesome. Well, Darren, thank you again. I want to mention Scars on Broadway will be playing the Fonda Theatre in Los Angeles on August 4th. And System of Down are going to be playing their first U.S. shows in three years this fall. I, I beg of you, please come back to New York City. We would love to see you. 
not that th- you we have any <laughs> yeah like <laughs> not that it's really up to you but uh just we will try to get that together <laughs> thank you i thank appreciate you so it. much for for taking the time to talk to us yes thank you very much thank you guys have thank a, you have a great night all right you that too. was Bye. that was dictator is out right now so everyone darren, go check it out yeah darren malakian scars on broadway dictator new album very excellent very excellent guest. Excellent. Yeah. Very humble. <laughs> so humble. Oh, my God. And uh, he loves sunflower seeds. I'm going to have to hit up his publicist and send over some of mine and, and see how he Do you like them. a sunflower seed exchange? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what an honor if his family would Call roast him back. Call him some back. sunflower <laughs> seeds <laughs> and send him over this way. That would be huge. That would be huge. These poor Armenian people, like they would have to do like this roasting for you. this fucking guy. I'm not related to this guy. Screw it. <laughs> Imagine um, cursing Rob there. The entire I almost time. wanted to get it into him when he was talking about the the far left and the far right. When he was like, "Oh, how are we going to pay for it?" Yeah, like but selling sunflower seeds. I didn't want to you know, yeah, make it into a political. Yeah, discussion. well, I get into it, but it's, it's just no like fun. you know. Don't spend as much money on war, and then you have right. all that extra money left. Well, over. I feel that he just said that offhandedly. It wasn't yeah, a yeah. place to go start needling anything about that topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. Speaking of needling, I did some heroin. Th- no, no, no. Demi Lovato. Oh, what? She OD'd. She OD'd. She's, not, she's in stable condition now, oh, but she OD'd she? on heroin. They, yeah, they yeah, yeah. On heroin? A couple hours ago, I saw that she was stable. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought? It wasn't real she heroin. It metal. was auto Everybody, let's guess. Do, do you know Demi Lovato's age? I was talking with my boss about this earlier. 20, she's like 25. 28. You nailed it. 25. Yeah. Oh. Seems like she should be in her mid-30s, like no, with how long she's that. been around. But, really? She's been around like for like she was like years. a teen yeah. idol. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. She was on Disney for so long that it mm. seems like she's been around for 30 years. But like that's because she's well, the Well, 25 is yeah. the, yeah, like yeah. teen actor I adjusted 35. my guess upward because I thought you were going to say, I can't believe how old she is. No. And we went the other way. I would have guessed like early 30s. But then you think of her, it's like, no, I guess. But though the heroin OD, she'll probably look like she's in her late 30s pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. So let me get that uh, Lindsay Lohan yeah. stuff going it's on. Very there. 90s of her to that do sucks. this. She did, she's a blue belt in jujitsu. Oh, whatever. Well, now her lips are blue from oh. lo- lack oh. of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll match. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Isn't that one of her songs? Is it? Yeah. I just know the one about... Uh, What's wrong with being confident? Because it's like, yeah, what's wrong with being confident? The heroin, I guess. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> you're so confident you don't think you're going to OD. Uh, so I wanted to uh, mention I went to two Broadway shows. Oh, two, two different types of theater. Okay. I went to a Broadway show, The Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Why? That's uh, just, yeah. just had some family in town, and, oh. and, and Uncle Fossil. <laughs> She's very beautiful. <laughs> Gana and Fossil both in town. <laughs> Rest in uh, peace. They wanted to see the Phantom. Gana. So we went to the Phantom, and then the next day I saw a wrestling show. So you know, different type of theater. <laughs> oh. But at the Phantom of the Opera, I've mentioned this on the show before. I'm still constantly amazed. Like these, like the cheapest seat you can get. Is like eighty bucks, ninety. Yeah. It's like not. A you cheap. can't see so anything. Expensive. Yeah, for the nosebleeds, it's eighty bucks. So like, if you want to be on the floor, you're spending minimum one hundred and twenty dollars a ticket. Even right. for Phantom, something that's been out forever. Especially, I'm, I'm surprised sure it's that low. To be honest. I'm and sure you can get a discount, snacks. but like you can't. What's that? You can't eat snacks. No sunflower seeds. No, they have. You can eat while the show is going on. 
They just ask you not to like. Uh, yeah, I feel like during a musical, it's probably not as big of a deal because it's so loud. But like, if it's just like a talky play, then it yeah. might be more of an issue. You should have told me I have a sunflower seed exchange with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Could have <laughs> hooked oh you up. Oh my god! If we had a sunflower seed exchange, if we set that up, that would be incredible. That <laughs> should be uh, a subtitle. <laughs> but uh, so uh, we get to our seats and I sit down and. Again, I'm just stunned at how little of an effort some people make to get dressed to oh, go to the theater. Really? What? Like, I I think, it, I mean, I've explained this before. Like, when I was in high school, uh, I, I took theater classes. And you? I know. Me? <laughs> wow. Whoa. Where'd that baritone come from? Uh, yeah, but getting dressed up was a part of your acting. It wasn't. You know. No, but so we, we, were, we, were very over here. Well, we were very lucky because the uh, school would get tickets. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Can we just appreciate that joke for yeah. a second? Pez, Pez Bonarotti. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so we would and get scene. we would get uh, tickets. And, but my teacher, my would, teacher. <laughs> Would make a big stick about how, like, if if we wear jeans or sneakers, he's not going to give us the ticket. Like, we have to put pants on. And he has to watch you put them on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the other yeah. thing. No, he was great. Uh, yeah. but, so that, like, it's always been in silly. Like, oh, you have to, like, Get make a little bit of it. <laughs> People were, like, in flip-flop. Like, come on. Come on! It's hot out. They're tourists. I mean, I just, it's like tourists, whatever, but like, come on! At least they weren't wearing MAGA hats. Be but grateful like, for that. But like, why? You don't know that. It's true. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. I like yeah, what you're like, saying. Like, do you well, what does it matter? Like, they pay, their money is good no matter what they I wear. I think, are you just mad because you had to get all dressed up and they did <laughs> Maybe. Did you wear your phantom mask? Well, <laughs> here, here's, here's why I was mad. These two people come in and like they're right behind Rob us. Rob thought he was going to cats. He wore little cat ears on his head. You brought I brought a cat. <laughs> you brought yeah. Noah's old heel sign. Just like, <laughs> just like uh, Simba. <laughs> no, no, no. So the people behind me. Oh wow! Now this is Broadway. Where's the chandelier? Really? Where's the chandelier? There's supposed to be a shit. Is there no chandelier? I yet? feel cheated. There was a chandelier in the Vegas production. No, nah, but this is real Broadway. This is. It turns out. So first of all, he's already spoiling the show you for think everyone. There's going to be a chandelier later. Well, the chandelier. That's a big spoiler for you. Uh, the chandelier is a central part of the plot. Really? A sexual part. Uh, yeah. What? A central. Somebody oh. fucks a chandelier in this goddamn <laughs> play. I don't want to spoil too much. But somebody fucks very a beautiful. chandelier. Is it Sia? And it's not. And it's not a red chandelier. Oh, That's no. dumb. No. What is it? It's all pointy Beautiful. crystals. He's green. He's not red. Out of here. No, this is a great point. Uh, you know, you see people they think that he's like red. He's got a goatee and a pointy tail and stuff like that. Um, no. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, my God. A lot of people think chandeliers need to be in Phantom of the Opera. Um, no. Uh, I don't think so. They don't. <laughs> I do not. It just be a nice wall sconce. But it turns out this, the chandelier was like, Revealed in the first minute of the play, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but they just they wouldn't shut up. And then uh, Fazel was telling me because uh, oh. these people were sitting uh, behind Fazel. They were like, he was like, these people could not stop 
singing and it was like hey i paid to see pay you know like professional singers not to hear this karaoke version from you guys it's just like ah why is it every time you go somewhere there's a bunch of assholes sitting behind you uh asshole magnet not only that directly next to me Uh of course regis philbin a ru- a ru- no, a Russian couple. Oh no! A Russian couple, and they're like, yeah, like. First of all, they reek of whiskey. Cologne. Younger oh. whiskey, yeah, young, a 20s. little younger than us. Oh, okay. Was it your sister and her new husband? No. <laughs> you gotta get her these tickets for as a wedding gift, and now you're complaining no. about her being next to you. No, they they were so loud. It's such, oh, just shut up. It's like I hate when people speak Russian next to me because I can't avoid. Yeah. Uh, you know what listening and translating and it's, it's fucking everywhere yeah it's just go away go away it's like roaches. it really is every time i go on vacation no matter in paris yeah. anywhere we went we heard russian everywhere somewhere. yeah amsterdam Seriously. i went london everywhere i go it's in our cyber network it's everywhere <laughs> yeah. maybe they're following me oh my god they're following all of us they're trying to f- form a compromat on oh, me yeah. <laughs> careful but uh um so the show starts and immediately this fucking woman who's sitting right next to me, this Russian woman, whips out her phone and starts shooting video or taking oh, photo like, wow, sake. wow. And then the fucking security has to come down wow. yeah, and flashes, in the aisle, flashlight. flashes the flashlight in my eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? Sir, we heard Russian. And like, <laughs> there's a big scene. The first scene is a very... <laughs> Lots of stuff. I heard there's a chandelier. There's a chandelier. A lot of stuff is happening with the chandelier. There is a chandelier. Oh, there it is. She's like, wow, the chandelier. And then then they're flashing light away. And I miss this big climax of the first scene. Because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Did the light reflect off the crystals of the chandelier into your eyes? (laughs) No, they were just directly in my eye. And so this one, like, this guy's flashing his light. This woman could give a fuck. She thinks it's like part of the show or whatever. (laughs) To the point that I have to, like, be like, Tap, tap. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like point to the security you guard. You narked on them. Yeah, because it was fucking <laughs> like they're ruining my experience. This is very authentic Phantom of Opera, Blair. Yeah. It's 3D experience. Complete with cops and audience, Blair. <laughs> I didn't nark on them. The security guard caught that. Like, it's right. very, you know. So what down. did she do? Did she roll her eyes? Oh, oh, she goes, oh, you can do this? In Russia, uh. she said, Wait, did she say that to you or to the guy? She like to with? herself. Oh, like, did you answer her in oh. Russian? Da, blit? No, that, I didn't yeah. say anything. That would have been the best if she just automatically assumed you also were Russian. Da, Pascuda, <laughs> I should have said. <laughs> Cursed her out. Choke slam. But no, off I don't the balcony. Like I don't like revealing I'm Russian because I like to keep the decoy and also hear if they talk shit yeah. about me. Yeah, fair. Did she talk shit about you? No. Mm. Not to me, at least. Not, not in my earshot. Uh, but the play was was lovely. Uh, it was it was fun. It was very metal. It was like, is it long? It is. It's the longest uh, play on Broadway. It's two and a half hours. Ugh, too long. <laughs> the is there se- an intermission? There is an intermission. The second half goes by really quick. What kind of refreshments were they offering? Just bull- like the full bar, and then like Nathan's snacks. No. Franks. no Franks. No, no, Get no, Franks no perishable. No perishables. Just like can like M and M's and. Twizzlers, yeah. Kebab? No perishables. That's Nothing bullshit. perishable. That's bullshit. 
Uh, a bologna so, sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> That's not perishable. That is not perishable, <laughs> but they did not have <laughs> they did not have bologna omelet, sandwich. Can I get an omelet? But so if I go good. to the matinee, can I get a fucking omelet during the Across the street you God can. God damn it. Uh, no deal. It made me just want to listen to King Diamond after because it was like so metal. So dun, 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 dun. I did. You're so metal, Rob. I did, and, I, and, uh, and Uncle Fossil was like, oh, I get it. Sounds like King Diamond, I like. Yeah, I get it. So is he into metal now, Uncle Fossil? Yeah, he's into King Diamond specifically. Oh. So. Also the brand of chandelier. It's a King Diamond chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, so I went to a, a wrestling show. Uh, uh, I would call it a super indie, and that is an indie promotion, but they have like big names. Was it Evolve? Uh, it was MLW, Major, oh, Major League, League Wrestling. Yeah. Yes. So... Uh, so it was like name indie talent. There wasn't like it wasn't like going to uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe <laughs> show. I didn't know had. MLW. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I didn't know they did shows. Well, there is something wrong. We <laughs> just had one. It's fun though. It's, it's, like, a, it's a different experience. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. That's like so bad. It's good wrestling. Go, but like with that, you go in with like lower standards. With this, it's like oh no, th- these are going to be good matches. And it's it's a it was in Astoria, which was kind of. It was in kind of this club, Melrose Ballroom. Uh, so it was a very intimate thing. Like it was basically a dance club, and the ring was in the middle of the dance floor. So it was it was pretty tight, but it was good, and the crowd was pretty hot. Being New York, it's a you know smart crowd, quote unquote. So they get what's going on. They know most of the wrestlers, but what I like there was this one fucking guy. In my section. Again, always in my section. Where's the chandelier? <laughs> Basically. So this guy had to be like, he watches WWE and his friend invited him to hang out. Okay. Because it seemed like he didn't know who the fuck these guys were. Oh, all right. Because he kept going like, uh, yeah, we could hear, we could see you slapping your knee. You're slapping oh. your knee too much. Hey, this guy. So like... He was doing these dumb things, and I was ignoring them for the most part. But then uh, it got to a match. The match that I went to see and the wrestlers that were wrestling in the match were uh, Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr. Or I guess he was Pentagon. I don't know. But Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, who, for, if you watch Lucha Underground, are phenomenal luchadors. So they have masks on, whatever. And... And they're facing two other luchadors, Ray Oris and Drago. And this guy just goes like, hey, Kalisto. Hey, Kalisto, for those of you who don't. Was Mike Francesa? Who who don't follow it. Kalisto is a wrestler, a luchador in WWE. So just because it's a match. He's the only luchador. So like, it's like. Yeah, they have a few others now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, hey, we see you, whatever. Uh, blah, and like just the dumbest shit. Like, hey, where's Cedric Alexander? Okay, okay. And I just, flip for Kalisto. And really, it was at that. Like, I came for this match, and he's doing all of these dumb shit chants. Like, yeah. like at this point, it's like, all right, now I'm invested in this match, and this guy is killing it for me. Right. And he's and like everyone is into this match. It's a great match, but this fucking guy who's just trying to get himself over. And then he said the line like, hey, we could see you slapping your leg. And that's when I'm like, all right. I, I, I literally yell out, all right, we get it. Yeah. You understand the illusion. <laughs> so do the rest of us. That's why we come. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Did anyone say you anything? You said it out loud? I said it out loud to him. You said shut the fuck up? Wow. Yeah, I said shut the fuck up. Did you face him or you just said I'm it out loud? 
No, I faced it. Like, we were in the same section, uh-huh. and I was yelling, and I was looking right at him. He saw nice, me. Nice, nice. Like, we made that, eye contact. I want to also clarify, was, you know, I'm, then, I'm a six foot five guy. This guy was like maybe like, five, five, five eleven. Holy shit, the big show just threatened me. <laughs> he goes like, hey, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm like, hey, we're all trying to have fun, but like, shut the fuck up for a few minutes. I said something like that. All but four I, wrestlers I, in the ring applauded. They stopped uh, the match. They all stopped I, 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 definitely, I definitely said, shut the fuck up. Everyone in my section, like, I was the the baby face of my section uh, yeah, that yeah. everyone turns to me like oh thank you man he was really <laughs> he was really annoying like everyone was like no one wanted to say something and then did you go for the cover <laughs> well the funniest <laughs> thing was the match ends he that guy turns to me and he goes all right now can i say something oh for fuck's sake and i literally like in my wow. head i'm like what do i give a fuck and i'm like wait a minute no i say no, no you no, can't shut up you're still on timeout <laughs> so then an hour passes whatever whatever then I start hearing dumb chants again, and it's like, oh, my God, the, the virus is spreading. No, the virus was not spreading. The guy just moved oh. to a different section <laughs> just to yell his dumb, like, go home. I would have loved it if that happened at the Phantom of the Opera show. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we know you know you weren't really burned in a fire. <laughs> You're an actor. <laughs> You don't really love her. <laughs> You're not really a lion. <laughs> you people are all human beings. <laughs> Think I'm stupid? Think a bunch of lions and monkeys are here on the stage singing songs? I know what's going on. <laughs> I love that, by the way. I love that. Uh, we know you. We can see. He's speaking for everybody. We see yeah. you slapping your leg. Like he, I almost picture the guy turning around and looking for approval. He uh, every time he turns, like, <laughs> ah, 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 like, like we, we, we. You're speaking for you elected yourself the representative of everyone in the exactly, audience. Yeah. Well, I elected my myself yeah. the representative That's of okay, the but audience. You were right. To tell him to shut the. He fuck was the up. right, and you were the Here's left. The Look, uh, <laughs> really, you're both wrong. The middle is yeah. the only thing uh, that's important. Yeah, who's gonna pay for my shutting the fuck yeah, up? Wanting health care and being a Nazi that likes Confederate flags are the same thing, really. If you just think about it and break it down. <laughs> uh, Egger says says that I was like, "Hey, I do the shit chance," and I want to say, while I might have uh, been a terrible heckler back in my day. I've certainly changed, and I really I, I, I save it. One, one or two bad heckles a show. But really, lately, I find myself so into it that I'm doing the sincere chance. Like, I'm yeah, not even doing like ironic chants. If it's good, show. I play yeah. along. Yeah, That's how I, I play along. I love, I love to play along. I want to play along. It's, I want to get it lost. I love in going it. to wrestling shows with you and Darren because you guys have the funniest. Well, we play off each other. I feel like what it, we don't go to shows that much anymore. Yeah, but like when we, we should. when we go there, we're trying to make each other laugh. So yeah. I think we do the ironic chants more. Yeah, it, it did remind me though. We've I believe we've talked about this on the show when we went to Ring of Honor. Oh, and Sid, you came with us, I believe, many moons ago, uh-huh. and there was that other, or we were doing the heckling chants, yeah. right. and then the people in front of us told you to shut the fuck up, and, and you, you almost like, threw somebody off the balcony. It was great. <laughs> and you were like, "What? No. Wait, but no, that no, the, the the guy I almost threw off the balcony was being a dick. Like that had nothing to do with chanting. Yeah, yeah. There was something else. Like he mouthed off to me about something. 
Oh, I know what it was. He kept standing up like uh. at in a, inappropriate times, not like when the whole cra- like a guy was going up to do a high spot. You're, you're completely right. That's exactly what it was. We might have been doing the heckling, but right. that's what the fight. Yeah, was. Yeah, it wasn't about heckling. It was about he he was just casually standing. He had like a nine foot haircut. Yes, that's and right. we couldn't see shit. And I I asked him politely the first time. I was like, dude, do you mind? Like, we can't. You keep standing up when nothing's going on. And he, just, he ignored me. Like it sort of felt off. to me, as I recall, that he was sort of doing that to antagonize you because he seemed annoyed by the chance. As that so could he be. was like doing it to be a dick specifically. All right, and then he got what was coming to him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, was it Jesse Camp? Oh, rest in peace. No. Is he <laughs> He's dead, not yet? dead yet? He's, just He's might missing. Be, for all we know, he He's might missing. be missing. La- I, last time I saw him was at Randy Bly's. Yeah. Art show. Really? <laughs> yeah, he oh just my showed God. up. Did they kick him out? No. Did he get two job applications, one for him and one for Alex Skolnick? Oh, he's been found. Oh, no. Yeah, it says July 24th, 619, right before we went on the air. Oh, uh, it's a he, reverse curse. He was the one that shot up Demi Lovato, probably. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. He looks terrible in this photo. Has Hold he on. ever not looked terrible? I mean, th- but this is like not the same kind of terrible. Uh, this is like that terrible, but 20 years older. Yes. I mean, but yeah, like he looks very, very and rugged, like rough. on heroin. Let me see that. Rough. I, maybe meth, even. Who knows? What am I looking at? I don't Heroin's know. He's always expensive. sort of looked sickly oh, thin like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but especially so now. now and also, tan. I feel like uh, that was another one. I was surprised. He's started. only thirty-eight. What? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, well, he was got young. his job when he was eighteen, twenty years ago. Even Someone on our weird. Facebook page um, posted a video of these three. Got like white guys dancing to my neck, my back, and there's like a very, very skinny guy. That skinny guy, I'm like, is this an animatronic? Like, yeah, we'll post I it on the it social looked, media. Oh, yeah, like yeah, Jesse yeah. I don't think I saw this. It, it I don't know if like, I want to share that. It's really like, looked, disturbing. it looked like yeah. the guy We're looked like just it. a. a like bone with the skin layer on top of the bone, like no, yeah, no literally anorexia. Uh, yeah, I'm not exaggerating. He had zero muscle on any bone. You could see every joint. The only every... weight he had on him was his sneakers. You guys spent three months in Auschwitz or something. Oh. Yeah, he looked like he was uh, starving to right. death or something, but like, very no... happily dancing around. <laughs> Go look at our Facebook page, Sid. It's right there. No. Someone posted it. I'm not going to do really that during gross. the show. That's unprofessional. <laughs> Spare yourself. So, Noah, what happened to you this week? Yeah, you said you had something disturbing oh. to share. Oh, Is it another water bug story? No, or no. It's yeah. not. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone who has reached out <laughs> and shared their bug stories with me. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to broadcast? Um... So I, I By the way, these are seltzer cans that were, yeah. were popping. Also, I want to say just for anyone who doesn't listen to these in sequence and stumbles across this, you want to give like a brief recap of what happened last week? Uh, sure. Last week, I was putting away my ghee that was hanging on a hook in my room drying because you have to air dry those things. And as I uh, started folding it, I felt something pinch my my arm and I looked down and it was one of those huge water bugs uh, and it was basically like the size of my hand and it was a very traumatic experience so I want to thank He's everyone. very beautiful. No, it was <laughs> disgusting. Mustaine thinks your roach was beautiful. Okay? Alright. Um, <laughs> you know, you see people they think that he's like red. He's, got- he's not red. He's I mean, it was kind of red. Oh, really? Uh, see? You're wrong, Mustaine. He's not. 
Um, Noah, I beg to differ with you. <laughs> it was like a red brown. It was more of a brown, I would say. Um, okay. Speaking of brown, so I did something I feel like I should have done in my younger days, mm. and it's really embarrassing. Going out with Rob. <laughs> what? On, the, on no. that bus. <laughs> Don't look at your phone. Listen to my story. She's about to reveal something important, Rob. Sorry. I apologize. Please proceed. I want to look you in the eye when I say this. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is super embarrassing. But, like, have you ever put your finger in your butt while you farted? Like, all right. like (laughs) Stand by. Let's ask the question. Have I ever put my finger in my butt while I farted? That's a a very big qualifier. I need to understand the you parameters here. You tried to like, here. plug yourself? You tried to stop the fire? I need to understand I the wanted- parameters. I need to understand. <laughs> are you referring to you already have your finger in your butt and you happen to <laughs> fart? Or you're aware that a fart's coming and you try to plug it? Oh, no. I wasn't trying to plug it. I was trying to open it up so that the fart comes out easily. <laughs> What? Why? Why did you? Why wouldn't a fart? Why would you be apprehensive about a fart potentially not coming out of your asshole? Oh, it's not that I was apprehensive. I was just like, hey, I wonder what would. (laughs) Oh, you want? Were you trying to change the tonal? Yeah, like when people let air out of a balloon and they like stretch the opening to make it. So you wanted it to be more silent by widening the passageway. I know. I just wanted to see what happens if you stick your finger in your butt while you fart. How? Like playing herself like a flute. I was in the shower. I should. <laughs> okay. So you weren't gonna hear it anyway. There's too much water coming what down. It's I, nice. I, I what if you? It. What if you spontaneously combust? I was in the shower. Everything's what if you okay. Shit yourself. I'm in the shower. It's all right. <laughs> How did this idea? Did this idea just like come? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's. Why I'm wondering. So, has anybody? No. 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 <laughs> Is this Noah's butt right now? Yes. <laughs> the gentle, soothing sounds. You've created a flute. Finger in my asshole. So did you? Yes! <laughs> oh. it, it, happened, it, happened. it definitely changed the tonal quality. <laughs> did you get any brown on your fingernail? I did not. Oh. It was just Please. some gas, Please. some air. Yeah. You know, music like this would probably help me while shitting. It would relax my anus. How about your finger? (laughs) Have you like been doing it every time you shower now? Is it addicting? No, because I have to like have gas while I'm in the shower. So that was, you know, and that's not always the case because usually. Well, if you think about it, if you finger some air up in there, you create artificial insemination. Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought you were going somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have you ever? Have you ever fucked or been fucked? It's and called a queef, but that's what? like on my on my other hole. Oh, you've never you've never had like no because my butthole is queefs? too tight. Oh, there's no you don't there's need to no. no need to brag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like too tight. But also, if it, if it was so tight, wouldn't that mean more likely to have the air pockets? No, there's like no space for air to get in. It's like a suction cup. Can, no, I just, can I just say that after Noah said it's too tight, she looked at me with this like really pouty, sad face. Like, isn't that terrible? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, you should be proud of your tight butthole. <laughs> no, it's hard, it's hard. Like, well, no. Do you know how painful it is? 
How painful well, what is? Here's what they Anal? Then don't do it. You don't, on, no, you don't have to do it. Also, it's yes, a muscle. It's, it's, it's her <laughs> duty. About? It's a muscle. So it just means you need to be more relaxed. Like it's on you to loosen it up. Not just on you. It's on your sexual partner okay, as well. excuse me. Don't give me tips on how to put stuff in my butthole until you put something in your butthole and, and tell it to relax. Okay. You can put and, anything um, up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. Like my fingers. I mean, I... I Okay, I'm oh. not going to enter. <laughs> I I'm just admitted enter. that I no stuck my time. finger in in my butt while I farted. I think you can admit something. <laughs> well, what's like an embarrassing thing you can share now, everyone, so that I could feel better about that? Uh, uh, butt, butt related? Anything. Just like an embarrassing thing that we can all put out there. I feel like I've told quite a few. Yeah, like we've all shared quite, quite a few. Fine. Mm. Anything yeah. that you've done lately? I did uh, the other day uh, take a shit that was so wide that it hurt my asshole. <laughs> nice. You should have stuck a few know. fingers in there first. <laughs> yeah. Lube it up. Oh, and the second one, I did it twice in one day. They had two shits that were both so wide that they hurt. The <laughs> second one was at Parks, this casino that I go to. And I'm in the toilet. I'm in the stall. And there's a guy like probably, I want to say four stalls down from me. And we're the only two people installs and i get in there i pull my pants down and like a really loud like (laughs) combo fart and shit yeah okay and probably like 15 seconds later the other guy does the same thing but like four times louder banjos (laughs) i I go sir this is not a competition Did you really? The guy laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> well, uh, not as embarrassing, or I don't think what you shared is really that embarrassing. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's uh, like very juvenile. I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it's embarrassing, like in the sense that you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. dumb. You know, it's just so. like a. Uh, Funny, it'd, be, it'd be embarrassing if Rob was telling that story. Noah telling that story is not embarrassing. Well, Rob didn't answer the question. She That's asked if he true. ever put his finger in his butthole, too. Or anything and else. you said, not while farting. I put a finger on my butthole, sure. Oh, okay. I'm like, trying to pull that TiVo remote out of there. No, but- <laughs> <laughs> How you going to do that without your finger? Well, look, I, I, I mostly... <laughs> the majority of... Ninety nine percent of the time, the 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 figure was in there to to clean it out, like to right. like really get in there to make sure it's clean. Wait, was there toilet paper between the figure? No, like in the, the shower, shower. In the shower. Wait, you, you just stick your finger in your butthole. Dingleberries out of there. Sometimes. What are you doing? I do that too sometimes. I'm yeah, not to get sure it's clean. Make sure it's you know what clean. I really like to do oh, is I have um the the bread Brenner soap or whatever. Bron- <laughs> Doctor Bronner. Bronner. Yeah. Dr. Bronner soap. So that goes I, in your ass? Wait, I mix the lavender with peppermint, and then you get that like cooling sensation when you stick your finger oh in there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. You smell what? like it's an nice. old lady mint. <laughs> <laughs> think of the bowls of mints that they, <laughs> that they have squat over a loofah? <laughs> no, loofah's her. You can yeah, do that you like butt. That. By the way, the devil's in the chat. Oh, no. And he says, once in a while I fart, and it's sh- like sharp and always catches me off guard. It's your tail. Mm. I get that, too. Devil. Um, Are you red, by the way? You can answer in the chat. Oh, by the way, so 
for the the thing I was going to share is I found a skin tag. My first skin tag. Oh, Where? No. In my armpit. I'm very sad. Wait, didn't one of the live cast listeners discover it in that picture that you posted of <laughs> you on the beach? No, there was no skin tag in that photo. Oh. That was a pristine. Oh. Mm, I so wouldn't say you, that either. Did you tie a string around it? No, it's still it's it's yeah, let Bob could chew it off. <laughs> <laughs> she eats only natural Pull, meats. Pull she's peanut she's butter getting on more it. brave. <laughs> she's getting the first time she tried peanut butter was not too long ago. She was how do, heaven. It how was do heaven. you feel on your dick? I was gonna say <laughs> you beat me to it. Gross. Remember when they when you guys were doing that joke about me and Bruno putting peanut butter on, on my pussy? Like I can't. It's your turn. There's not even you put peppermint on your asshole. It's not that different. It's so funny that you made like like I'm. Beyond disgust, like I, it was funny with no when we were doing it during the note, but like I can't even. You don't look. It's not, it's that not way. funny. It's you don't have funny. a dog, even, man. That's what it is. Yeah, like I can't. It can't even. Even the humor of it doesn't cross my mind. You know, like Bobka too well. It didn't need to be a dog you just met. <laughs> it needs to be brilliant. yeah. You like respect I respect Bobka too much. <laughs> right, we're too much in the friend zone, me and Bobka. We respect the Bobka. Relax inside your pussy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Bobka and Sean would hook up. Oh yeah, but you and Bobka not so much. <laughs> Do we have any calls? Uh, I want people to call in and admit embarrassing things. Leroy mentions that Noah doesn't wash her hands after wiping her ass. She has Absol- said that on the show. Absolutely not, repulsive. Uh, Filthy New Yorkers. No, no wonder they live in water bug infested apartments. Wash your damn Wash hands. Wash your damn heads. I didn't realize the water bugs uh, happen when you don't. You're finding your a connection. Hands. They yeah. just know. They know the kind of per- They see her on the sidewalk like, that lady looks filthy. Let's go in her apartment. Let's, let's follow her yeah. inside. Why is that a New York thing? Leroy, you ate... Uh, at a meal with Rob, who's from New York, and you didn't once question whether he wa- had had fecal matter on his hands. I just assumed that he did. Well, he didn't know he that. He also washed his I ass. Left, I excused myself from the. I washed my hands before and after the. You meal. disappeared to go to the bathroom and came back. <laughs> he doesn't know what you did, and he assumed that you washed your hands. That's a fair point. Knowing you're from New York. <sighs> uh, since we mentioned Leroy, actually. Um, Oh, we, we have a song. Recall, yeah. Yes, that. Uh, oh wait, there's just one more tip from some dude in NYC. I hope you guys are washing under your fingernails after sticking your fingers up your asses. Well, nope. do you? No, no. Did you at any? How long after was your next washing after the finger was inserted there for the fart? Well, well it was. was it was in the, was in the wash. Oh, it was in the shower. Oh, yeah, I missed that part. Sorry. Yeah, so it was like a waterfall. Do you routinely wash your hands after the finger has been in the butthole? Yeah, because it's like while I'm washing my my body. So it's it's like always. So so you have never done that except being in the shower. I don't think I would stick my finger in my butt unless it was in the shower. Okay, not even to pull a guy out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Retrieve some car keys. No comment, I guess. <laughs> you just clinch extra hard and they pull out on their own. <laughs> just breaks their dicks yeah. off because it's so tight. God. Magic. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's the sound it makes when she puts her finger in there and farts. No, that's just her locking her car by clenching her butthole. <laughs> she has her keys in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
speaking of Leroy. Yes. A caller noticed something in the song that he submitted for his uh, his lovely. Dane? Was it Dane? I believe so. Yeah. It's a listener, not a caller. Look, Dane might have called in. A something. live custard. Can, can you put up my audio, please? Can you call him the right thing? Yes, he's a live caster. My wife. Let's try it again. <laughs> My wife. You snuck in a little Borat drop in there, Leroy. Very nice. And then... Uh, there was another one that he sent in the Discord, if anybody th- wants to... Okay. Here I have it. Oh, the, the Shlomo thing. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Very nice. Well done. Love it. That's the reason he hasn't called back. He's still trying to pronounce him on a Marth correctly. (laughs) Wonderful, Dane. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful work. We appreciate everything. Yes. And feel free to send us stuff like that. Anytime. This is make of the mashup. You know what? I think we should give Dane a free shirt for all these fights and mashups. At the very least, we should promise him a free shirt and then never send it to him. Okay, I'm down with that one. I think that's something we can all agree on. How about we'll give him a free shirt, but it'll be Noah handles it right after Peb's finger was in her (laughs) butt. Uh, It's more valuable. It's more valuable. Yeah. Okay. And it'll be handled by Noah after (laughs) fingers. And he has to come pick it up. (laughs) Oh, he'll come. You can, yeah, you could have just stopped at come. No, I don't know how old that guy is. I don't, I take that back. It's true. He'll be legal age by the time the shirt gets there. (laughs) If he's not already. Mm. Two, one, three, wide nut. Yeah. It's our number. We got, uh, we got some voicemails. Oh. Second hole is for intercourse. (laughs) (laughs) Our fingers. Here's lovely. Hey guys, it's lovely. I uh, hope you're doing well. I've been doing okay. I've just been nonstop listening to the new Power Wolf album and trying not to die busting nuts every time I l- mm. listen to song off it. <laughs> I love I love Power Wolf so much you don't understand. Anyway, um, guess I wanted to share a f- interesting dream that I'm not sure what sort of connotations it might have. Um, I had this dream that I had took a lighter to my microphone, the one in which I am speaking through to you right now, and I was somehow shocked, surprised, and scared once it caught fire. I'm not sure what that could mean, but hey, here we are. I guess I should ask if you've had any um, interesting, weird, terrifying dreams as of late. Um, I'll leave you with uh, a fun fact. 
and the sunsets on Mars are blue. Metal. Take care, guys. Um, I actually haven't really been having too many dreams lately. Might be the weed I'm smoking, but the last crazy one I remember is uh, I was just in the city walking with my parents, and then they got arrested. And my mom, <laughs> my mom said something that triggered me. Oh boy! And I violently beat her up. What? We were like walking to my car and we arrived at my car and she said something and I remember like my first reaction was to grab the back of her head and sm- slam it into the, to the hood of the car. Like it was a very violent and like I woke up and I'm like whoa. I think you told me about this earlier. You said she was at Phantom of the Opera complaining about <laughs> the chandeliers. <laughs> and she was videoing the show. Yeah, she would have put her fucking camera away. No, no, it wasn't that. I, wow. I, I mean, I think what I, I realized what the dream was kind of telling me was that you sometimes I... Mom. No, sometimes I feel uh, powerless in arguments that we have, and I like this was, was me lashing out, like getting shit out of her. getting revenge. Have you ever hit the... your mom? Uh, I've hit my mom back, <laughs> but never like Robert. Don't don't qualify it. I didn't back or front or whatever. Sure, have, you've hit your mom. Yes, sure. close fist. What open was fist? the context? No, just like a shove. I've shoved my mom. I would say. Like, get off me. Pity Stai, mama. But was she hitting you at the time? That was actually very good. Uh, Yes, she, yes. This was like when we were when I was a teenager. She's hitting you and you defended yourself. Yeah. It's because she ripped off your eyebrow ring. (laughs) She tried. No. (laughs) Sounds like very tame for Russian uh, families. Yeah. I will say that, like, in terms of uh, physical abuse, like, it was nothing. <laughs> like, especially compared to some stories I've heard from other Russian people I've grown up with. Like what? Okay. Uh, well, just well, my parents weren't alcoholics, so nobody would come home mm. like in a rage mm. and just take it out on them for like a trivial mm. thing that gotcha. they did. Yeah. Uh, no, like any time I would get hit, <laughs> it would be because I did some. Well, I mean, I guess whatever, but like it, it wasn't like don't victim blame. <laughs> it's I don't okay, think it well. was right. I wouldn't do it to my children, but... You don't hit Bobka? No. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, give it some time. I mean, not intentionally. Wait till she starts dating. <laughs> what? Stay up paid. Wait till she refuses to lick the peanut butter <laughs> off the cup. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You know, she's made another dog friend. The dog's name is Bruno. What? Wait, what? There's another dog in our neighborhood named Bruno. Not nearly as cute. This is unacceptable. But also an, a, a senior citizen dog. Jesus Christ. She likes the seniors. She likes the old people. The old pups. Older men. Older uh, Italian men. <laughs> well, also, they just don't have the energy to, like, jump on her. She doesn't like... Hump her. Yeah. Just have like old men. Well, the Bruno, I don't think the his energy is the reason he's not jumping on her, but all right. Yeah. Right. Why? He's, he's gay. He's gay. Isn't that oh. He likes it, the men. <laughs> the male dog. Yes, he it's does. The chram. He likes chram. Uh, anyone else have any uh, crazy dreams recently you remember? I don't remember my dreams. I remember them as soon as I wake up and then they're gone like half yeah. an hour later. Yeah. That's that, I just remember that because it was like. You reflected upon it. Yeah, like I was like, whoa. We get a dream about? journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like wake up too many times at night. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know if I'm dreaming or not, but it's mm. it sucks. I don't yeah. know how I could sleep through the whole night. 
I used to do that until I started sleeping on my back. And now I don't wake up at all. I'm very I sleep so much better. I used to sleep on my side. That's how I sleep on my side, yeah. Yeah, it's just I sleep brutal. on my stomach. It's I do sometimes, but mostly for me, it's on my side. Best yeah, thing on for my side. anybody is sleeping on the back. I can't recommend that enough. I, I, used I to get dizzy if I lay flat back. Yeah, I, I used to. I think it was all in my mind. I used to get all these effects when I slept on my back, and I my neck would tingle, and I didn't yeah. like it. And then Jennifer told me you should sleep on your, when we moved in together, mm-hmm. when we got married. She said, sleep on your back, because I would always wake up, and I would have sleep paralysis, and I would have apnea, and oh, I had okay. all this other crap. It's like, that's because you sleep on your side. And I said, you know, bullshit. I was like, that's bullshit. And then I just powered through it for like a week and I was uncomfortable, whatever. And then I kept doing it. And then I slept like a baby. Now, when you say you powered through, you mean you just laid on your back until you passed out? Yes, I powered through the the symptoms that were preventing me from wanting to do it. Understood. And they went, they get diminished over the course of that week. They diminished to the point where they were non-existent. Wow. And then I fell asleep. And now to this day. Yeah, I have two pillows, actually. I have, like, one little plain white pillow and one nice that's almost like a couch cushion mm. that elevates me a little bit, so my head's a little up, and I'm just like... Kinda so is it just your head that's up, or do you put it a little bit under your neck and back? Flat on the bed, <laughs> head is up a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. Uh. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what, what was it? Your I missed what you said. I, I, my neck, my back, you said? Yeah, but I didn't mean it as the joke. I'm just I, like... I, 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 put, I put a third pillow... In between my cheek. pussy and my crack. No, <laughs> no, no so, in between so my legs. Be, yeah, in between your legs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. But you wouldn't need that if you're on your back. I could not recommend laying. Yeah, on your well, back. I sleep on my side definitely. But I just also it's just because it's like hot. It gets hot. I I try to leave the AC on, but it's uh, it gets a little muggy. In the How sun. do you bed fart when you sleep on your back? Like on the side, your butt's like perfectly positioned for farts. Like, I wouldn't know because I'm sleeping. I don't know what you I'm doing. You never have <laughs> while you're trying to go to sleep. You never have to squeeze one out. Do you like lift your legs in the air? Is the there time any time bridges that I'm laying in bed and not asleep is a matter of seconds. Oh wow! Like whenever I decide to go to bed. Mm. I'm asleep in seconds. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, I could be laying in bed for like hours. Yeah. yeah. The way the way to really I've learned the way to really like get myself to tire out is just to start reading. <laughs> yeah. I read a book or I do crossword puzzles or different kinds of puzzles or whatever. And then until I'm ready to turn over and go to sleep and then I'm out like a mm. light. Stop reading your mom's diary before bed. Then you won't have nightmares with her, Rob. Yeah. I'm just no, I'm really reading like wrestling news. Almost <laughs> like I'm very happy with my sleep situation now, but I'm also really ashamed of myself that I didn't discover this when I was a younger person. You know, mm, now you're helping, so, helping our listeners. It's such a revelation to me. Like I should. Yeah, just, I'm gonna try that, and I'll let you know if it works. Please do. We'll discuss it on the next show. I'm excited. I hope I helped huh. people, just yeah. like with the cottonelle on the butthole. Mm, that is a wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. product. I Do we have any more voicemails, Rob? We have an email. Oh, he's pulling it up. Use your microphone voice, though. We need to get oh, Rob a long microphone. <laughs> I just need, like, one of those headsets. Yeah. Uh, cut, cut Man Carruthers said... Uh, it's Eggers. I know, but I like the name. <laughs> Wait until Bobka dyes her hair blue. Bobka, are you the gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will love Bobka no matter what she is. That's great of you. Gay... Straight, mm-hmm. bi, pan, Nullo. agender, whatever she wants to be, whatever whatever they want to be. What if she wants to be uh, alt-right? <laughs> That's where I draw She's them. out of the family. <laughs> <laughs> she can be whatever she wants to be as long as it's not a conservative. Okay, that works. 
Um, she starts listening to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> She's out of the family. <laughs> uh, actually, we have uh, two emails. Uh, one we got from Devin. Oh, nice. Oh. I haven't heard from him in a, a while. A blast from the past. Uh, last week, you guys talked about preemies mm. at the beginning of the episode, I think. And I myself am a preemie, a premature oh. baby. Uh, Devin says he was born three and a half months premature. Wow. I'm sorry, God. He weighed two pounds, seven ounces. What? Then dropped to one pound, nine ounces. That's that baby diet. And uh, needed oxygen in order to breathe. But then accidentally received too much, (gasps) causing the blood vessels in my eyes to swell up and dilate, which made my retinas detach, causing my blindness. I was going to ask if he was blind because of that. However, I am thankful to be alive, and that's what matters. Wow. And he notes that he also has a comment for Pagan Joe from Chicago. Uh, Oh, yeah. Joe called in uh, asking us how she can go to her sister's wedding when her sister wouldn't play Joe's favorite metal music. Uh, So she says, uh, Devin says, he thinks Joe should play... Love you to death by oh. typo negative at her sister's wedding. Good choice. Uh, Devin says, I feel as though it's got that metal vibe and yet it's accessible enough that her sister might like it. Also, I wanted to welcome her to the live cast audience family. Oh, and then uh, he says, keep up the awesome job, guys. Love you all. Uh, Rob, Sid, Dorinsky, Noah, Bruna, uh, Bruno and Bobka, too. Uh, I admire how he spells Bobka, B-O-B-C-A. It's cute. Like Bobcat, but no T. Yeah. Uh, for the record, it's B-A-B-K-A. Right. completely forgivable. Uh, and then he goes, P.S., how's the Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu going for Noah? Hope the wives are well, too. Yeah. Oh. Um, wonderful. I'm training a lot because when I go to Israel, I'm going to be training there, and I want to like make sure that I have all my my knowledge there. Like so when I you go to Israel, they're not going to like recruit you into the army because of your. I'm too old. Right. I'm too old. What if they, they need, need you to like snipe at some journalism journalists or something? <sighs> Jujitsu doesn't use guns. I know. But what if they ask you? I mean, I hope you don't have to. But. What if they want to use your butthole as the Shabbos siren? <laughs> some of the neighborhoods. <laughs> Or what if instead of sticking a finger, I could just stick a shofar oh in there my God. and fart through that? Wow. That could be my next, uh, you know. Stick a shofar up there. <laughs> That'll be my what next if- experiment. <laughs> That's not that different than squatting over a loofah. With all this activity going in and out of your butthole, do you think you should put a mezuzah next to it? <laughs> <laughs> At least a tattoo of one. Oh, well, speaking of tattoos. Uh-oh. Last week, uh, we had that voicemail uh, or an email from that guy who got that dumb Colonel Sanders. Oh, yes, yes. What did he he have, a gun to a black person's head? Yeah, Yeah. right, right. And we asked. No, it was like a little black child having his brains blown out by by Colonel Sanders. Sanders, Yes, right. And so we asked. We needed more details on how that happened. Okay. And this person, let's see if he wanted to be. Wasn't it a regular caller we have? He said he didn't want to no, identify it was, it was himself. An email. Oh, okay. Okay. So he goes, I saw a guy with a pickle on his thigh. 
What is this for real? It's like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy with a pickle on his thigh. His it's name the was new Sean. Peter Steele nursery album. <laughs> Poked fun at it, and then he said that his grandma liked pickles, and she's dead. Ah, I blame everything that follows on that guy. Fuck that guy. Anyway, so from that, I decided to get the dumbest tattoo so people would make a deep meaning for it. I was at a legit tattoo shop at this point, and I asked for the following things, which were all denied. One, a tram stamp of a giant tooth brushing bubbles off my back. Why would that be denied? Who cares? That's not Two, what offensive. Oh, by the way, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Two, his own interpretation of a cat committing arson. What? After he refused these two, he asked me to pick something out of the book. So I picked Jesus on a cross, but shit all over his legs because he just died. <laughs> Obviously, at this point, I was asked to leave. <laughs> was it, wait, what it was okay, in so the I book? Guess he picked, people just no, no, no. Really I guess funny. he picked Jesus on a cross, but then he was like, oh, but can you add a bunch of shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, make it yeah. look like he shit himself. Yeah, yeah. make it look like he shit like himself. Like a trail down from the, from the diaper that he wore. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because your body just yeah. lets go. They always draw Jesus with that dumb diaper. Why is that? Well, what else? I mean, he's not going to be wearing Hanes. Can he wear like a nice pair Dick. of khakis or something? <laughs> that I would love to see. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. Don't you have a shirt that's sort of like that? It's like casual Friday. Casual it's like Friday. Jesus. But it's not khakis. It's like... Um, it's like, it's like a, a Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Camo shorts. Oh, my Casual God. Friday. Uh, so right as I was kicked out, it hit me. Colonel Sanders shooting a child. Oh, so, okay. That's... But he didn't specify that it was a black. Fast guy. forward to when I was on a date with this girl I ended up dating. Great sense like structure right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we both spontaneously decided to get tattoos. And if went, you're that impulsive, why not just spontaneously decide to go fuck on the first date instead? <laughs> How do you know they didn't do that, too? Might have done it. I want, well, then email back and let us know. Well, we both spontaneously decided to get tattoos and went off a rave scene recommendation what? from some ravers tattoo artist okay, that so she smoked on... cracked with. Okay, so they definitely fucked. They were probably like yeah. on ecstasy. There's so many layers to the story. Yeah, really, like I want like getting could, deeper and deeper. Could there could be completely separate long emails just on these on single sentences? Uh, so, so the we both spontaneously decided to get tattoos and went off a rave scene recommendation from some ravers tattoo artist that she smoked crack with. So this is I'm out of breath just from hearing that. A artist that. Their raver friend smoke crack with. You know what's the most fucked up part of this story? They're engaged now, and the girl's sister doesn't want to come out to the pop music that the girl picked for her. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, of course we went, he goes. I gave him some weed, and then as he was tattooing it on my back, my date said, you should make the kid black while oh. I was down. Oh, my God. Gotcha. That dude was all about it, and he hurriedly... <laughs> I don't know if that's a word... Filled hurriedly, yeah. hurriedly. Oh, okay. I just can't read. <laughs> filled in the white That's kid and gave him an afro. You read uh, it, thus, pronounced it correctly. This is my just... life. My life. <laughs> <laughs> Thailand seems dope, and why not get some non-offensive tattoo as a cover-up in a country I may move to if our country continues to be axe-fucked by a dictator wannabe? Isn't Thailand fairly oppressive, too? I guess. I don't know. I mean, just go to Canada. Or Havana. 
Yeah. Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go to Amsterdam. It's a wonderful place. There you go. Although the plumbing could be better. Luxembourg. Do you think he has to be like extra anti-Trump just because he had the black kid uh, uh, getting shot on his back? Like he feels obligated to yeah. be. Like you have to spend the rest of your life being blatantly non-racist. Or, or just lean into it since those are the only people that aren't going to judge you for the tattoo. That's another point. Just find your audience. But he got rid of it, didn't he? Isn't that? Or oh, he didn't get rid of he's it. Like he wants he's to go still to looking to get rid of it. Oh, right. Sorry. Mixed up. Well, that's that. <laughs> yeah, those are our those are our, our voicemails. Very very and diverse emails. group today. And of course, if you want to submit some content for us to listen to or read on the air, you can email hate mail at metalinjection.net. It can be a text email, or you could record a voice memo with your phone, with your voice recorder on your phone. Email that to hate mail or on metalinjection.net slash livecast, there is a speak pipe widget and you can use that call us up voicemail it up yeah and if you don't know what to say then we gave you one today share something embarrassing that you've done recently talk about the time you put a finger up your butthole yeah if if that's something that you also did yeah don't make me feel like i'm so alone (laughs) all you have to do is invite someone else into the shower with you if you know do you enjoy do you enjoy a rim jam do you like a rim job do you like a tongue up your butt i feel like we've covered this yeah well, I, I mean, feel like that's what that's I feel like maybe if if whoever is working with you here gives you more of a rim job, you might be okay, a little I looser just down there. Say, rim jobs aren't going to loosen you up. It's just licking. It, yeah, it's a, it relaxes you. Sure. But it, that only lasts temporarily. Well, temporarily enough for, for a penis maybe or something. Maybe she likes to be, it to hurt. He's a little bit right. <laughs> but me putting, my, it. me putting my finger in my butt while I farted was more of a curiosity thing. It was not to stretch my butt. It wasn't, oh. sex. wasn't sexual in any way. You would well, say. you no, were just no. saying we were just talking about the tightness and how you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's something it. that I need to like work on. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. experimenting with tonal quality. <laughs> I'm just worried about <laughs> your tightness. I want you to be nice <laughs> and loose down there. I, it's a muscle. Yourself. It retracts. It'll get it'll it'll you could squeeze it. It's fine. You want her to be nice and loose. Why? So it's more—it's for her comfort. Yeah, but then I'm just going to shit all over the place. Yeah. No, 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 no. When you're done having sex, you just tighten up. It doesn't what? always go Do back. Do you think it's like, it like a... Go. It's a muscle. It's like one of those rip cords or whatever. Like it yes. Doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yes. It does. I think so. Well, it all does these, to an extent. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a point you can stretch it past yeah, any uh, like return. Yeah, like anal porn stars like have all sorts of butt problems. Some of them have to wear diapers. Because you just can't... Like Jesus. It just stays loose. I heard two people well, talking at work once when one of my old jobs about a uh, a porn star that was at a party and like turds just plopped out of her ass <laughs> onto the ground because she was wearing a skirt because yeah, it was no, so inelastic. You want no yeah, but I mean, look, that woman was probably... That woman probably took it up the ass for like six months every day. Yeah, I agree. It's there's a like, point where you're not you're not at that level of anal play. But just we don't know that. she's she's at Sirius, she's producing her show, Paul Provenza walks in and ah! all of a sudden Noah just shits right on the floor in front of Paul Provenza. Pleasure to meet you, Paul. <laughs> He's gonna be at the comic strip. He's gonna be telling everybody about it. Her ah! reputation should be ruined. Man, Paul Provenza has just ruined Kareem. Can't keep a secret for nothing. <laughs> Paul Provenza. Typical Paul Provenza. 
He's going to go to the Richard Jenny uh, memorial service and tell everyone. <laughs> Richard Jenny died? Yeah, he killed himself years ago. Oh, yeah, no. I thought... Platypus man. I got him mixed up with someone else. Jenny Craig? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I was thinking... Richard Marks? When you said Richard Jenny, you know what popped in my head for some reason was Damarera. Oh, well, he, he could die for all I can. He's, like, really he's like super alike. Republican, right? Is he? I believe so. He's done like he, he was when Fox News tried to have their like version of the Daily Show. I think oh, he was one like of the Greg, contributors. Greg Gutfeld, all that. shit. Was he? Uh, he was so on something. Bad. I don't know if he was on that thing. This was like more than five years ago. Oh, that's a shame. Was, I think he's a very funny gentleman. Tom. He was, but I think he he's was, like right wing now. Yeah, he just used to do very inoffensive, like yeah. generalized yeah. comedy. He was funny. Well, I guess he would do like Italian stereotypes, but I that was too. Just, yeah, his Doctor Katz episode was one of my favorites. What does really it remind me? It's just him, dude. I think there was like some gay jokes, which probably in hindsight, it's probably a little bit probably offensive. Awful. Yeah. But uh, at the time, I remember finding him very funny from the Dr. Katz. Remember that show, Rob? I do. I do. I I was very uh, discomforted by the animation. The The squiggle vision? Yeah, the squiggle vision. That was the first time I ever uh, knew who John Benjamin was. He played Mm. the son. That's pretty much the first thing he did, wasn't it? Yeah. They had home movies after that. Sarah Silverman's sister was on that. She played the reception. She has a name. Laura, is it? Laura Silverman? Why are you so offended for Laura Silverman? Because her whole life, people have been like, oh, is that Sarah Silverman? No. Well, Laura to, Silverman. Do they don't look alike. Do something to make them uh, think to yeah. think of Laura Silverman. She just needs a, like, a better marketing plan. Like the her only, sister. Yeah, the only other thing she ever did was Sarah, the Sarah Silverman program. That's That's true. On she was that, on Mr. Show, wasn't she? Was she? Yeah. Okay, I did not remember and that. And she was on, was like uh, so much she was on that uh, Lisa so, Kudrow show, The Comeback. Wow, that was sucks. she? Yeah. Who'd she play on that? She, I think like an assistant or something. Oh, all right. She had a pretty big role. I've watched all of those things. I don't even remember. All right. I watched one episode of that show. The Comeback? I wasn't a fan. It was okay. It was I, better I than I expected. It. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I was going to say just there's nothing worse than conservative tr- people trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. It's just embarrassing. It's, like it's weird because it's like not good jokes. <laughs> right. Like... I, I always try to watch conservative comedy uh, objectively, like Me not too. like I try to put the politics aside mm-hmm. and be like, OK, I understand. Like I'm, you know, uh, like opinions I agree with will be the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. And I will like al- not like allow it, but, you know, not be offended by it. like I just want to know. what. And they're never good jokes. You have it because like when you do topical comedy like that, it has to punch up. Like it has to punch at people who are elitists and have power, right? And like, and are are oppressing people. Like when you try to, hey, look at all these fucking people collecting welfare. Like that's not it. It, it doesn't fit in the template of what's funny to human beings. You yeah. know what I would say is the closest thing to conservative comedy that you could consider funny in like what's the that? last few years is like the recent Dave Chappelle stand-up specials. He's oh, not well. con- a conservative, but right. that's sort of like some of the jokes he makes are sort of from that point of view a little that's bit. That's rare. And yeah, they're like funny because he's a funny stuff. comedian. Yeah. yeah, I think the South Park guys are kind of like that. I mean, they're basically sure, that, yeah. 
you know, they're basically like Dave Rubin. They're just like fucking shitty conservatives, you know, but they're, they have funny senses of humor, like when they pick the right target. Oh, yeah, the, la- the last few seasons, that show's been sort of... Still on. I've I haven't even... Yeah. Wa- I, yeah, I'm just saying what I, you know, like for what I've seen them do. Like it's the been fir- a minute since they've I, been... Funny. I checked out of South Park years ago, and not even because it was so bad or anything. It's like, there's just so much shit to watch. Yeah. Like, do yeah. I need to see the 14th season of South Park? Yeah. You know, I get it. Yeah, like what is there left for them to say? <laughs> You know, right. nothing. But I yeah. keep going back because I, I want that kind of like rip from the headlines, quick commentary on stuff and like different episodes yeah. about different things. But the last few seasons have sort of been more like one long narrative arc and it just oh, went really. nowhere and wasn't really particularly interesting. And it was a bummer. But they are back, I think, in September. Hopefully it'll be different and better. I, well, I'll do what I I'll usually watch. do, which is watch the first one and then stop. Reasons. Well, I think they said that they're going to change it up this season, too. Like, they want to dump the Trump storyline. Because, right, they had Mr. Garrison as Trump yeah. or something, basically. Yeah. I, it was about I trolls. I, was was... I did watch the one about, like, uh, the storyline they had about, like, the PC stuff. The, that was a, a that whole season. Thing. Yeah. I, I didn't get, like, it's I didn't. It's like, what are you actually trying to say, though? Yeah, that was there the really thing. Like, who are you like, making fun of? Yeah. Like, what's the joke? I didn't get it. And. All that it did, the the reason I didn't like it even more was that I knew that all of these, like, not paying attention conservative douchebags online, yeah. Yeah. they now have, like, a meme. Be like, oh, are you offended? You know, like, oh. But why is that even? Please. I wouldn't even, like, concede that point. Like, why are they not paying attention? I, I would argue I with you. I just idiots. They're but just I argue, like, I'm arguing that they're they're getting the point like they're correct like that's what they were going for right right like yeah, to yeah, appeal yeah. to shitty conservative people that's fair i don't think it's like they're so stupid they're not getting it i just think south park's no, 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 a conservative yeah. show. I, see i don't think they actually are conservative like if you listen to them talk they're not they're definitely left-wing but i feel no, like I they're, they're left-wing no, definitely not I was, I, that's going More too far so i get what you're right saying wing. i get I'd what you're leaning that way i think th- uh, my impression is that they're right wing people who are aware that being right wing is uncool and they couch it and all this huh. other stuff. See, the way I see it is sort of like that they're left wing people, but they think that their lane is we have to make fun of both sides no matter what. So even if we know that one side is definitely wrong uh, and the other side is right, we still have to do it 50 50 no matter what. So we have to find some kind of angle where we're equally making fun of everybody. I think they're no doing that what. when they go after the right wing people. But, huh, okay. I, but I don't like. All right. Listen, here's the thing. What is it that tells you that they're left wing? Like what what would be something that would, would show you that the underlying true nature, despite what the show's about, makes them left wing people? It's just like interviews I've heard with them in the past. But like, they've said they're libertarian, though. They haven't said they they said they don't though. like they've shat on. I mean, they've shat on who hasn't shit on Democrats, though. But like that doesn't mean they're not right. But yeah, no, I get the, I get the. I should have Democrats, and I'm not. I'm very left. Uh, I get the impression that they're kind of in like center, in the sense like they could make fun of both. And right. the thing is, they like, definitely make fun of both. I'm not arguing. Yeah, like about I feel that at all. the situation is more along the lines of, like on social issues, they're very progressive. Like I'm sure they're. Fine with gay marriage, fine with, you know, like yeah. abortion, whatever. Although, I mean, who knows? But then probably with the taxes, they want to keep their money. Well, that's all rich people. Most rich people. There you go. I mean, I heard an interview with a guy from a very political band earlier this week where even he's talked about, like, you know, I like the, these left-wing politicians, but where are you going to get the money from? 
Mm-hmm. Who was the music? I don't know. I don't remember who it was. But <laughs> it, it was, was on. It was on a pretty some podcast that podcast. I listened to. That's on a weird. You know, sort of surprised to hear it, but then it's like you know you're cashing them big uh, album checks. Mm-hmm. You want to keep all that money. All right. So he can still keep all that money. They don't feel just like just take can. some of the money from the military. Take one percent for military spending. You will have enough for social services. Our health care system is like the most expensive in the world. That's the pro- We And we get nothing out of it. Yeah. Like it yeah. sucks. Our grandparents get something out of it. But that's but nobody else. That yeah, everyone, was, everyone should get what our grandparents yeah, are getting. Yeah. We should. That's that would diabetes. Be, that would be. Medical. <laughs> you want everybody to have diabetes? Rob, hey, fuck you, Medicaid Rob. For all, yes, everyone can have diabetes. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know about your, but for mine, it's death. Dia, yeah, really? That Dia beat us lately. all the time. Grandma Dia. Oh, us. that's why you wanted to wow. smash your mother's head into I'm a car sorry. window. That was a long way for a joke. <laughs> was that what that I was, a joke? But I you know what? See. That was much better than when you told Darren, oh. you're Iran. I- you Iran- bastards. Before the show, I said I didn't want to do it. You're <laughs> well, like, no, you should definitely do no, it. I didn't say <laughs> that. And then as I did it, you, your reaction was like, I can't believe this idiot I, actually I did just it. want to go on a record and say, I never said you you're should right, do it. You're right. You did not. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember who said you should do it. The voice in his head. Don't you gaslight me, Sydney. (laughs) Did I? Aunt Aunt Daya, who beat him. Yeah. That's the. All right. Let's let's blame Daya. Daya and Gianna. Daya Divatelli, I think her name is. Daya and Rhea. Those are your two aunts. No, Daya beat us. (laughs) Right. Daya beat you and Rhea beat you, too. (laughs) Fuck out of here. Clearly, they didn't hit you hard enough. Shit. Well, that's the end of that chapter. Uh, this would have been a perfect place for a Mama Robba drop. Oh. Don't do it. One time. She'll beat Rob in his dreams again. One time. Okay, one time. No, no. Oh, really? I was <gasps> kidding. We got one? Okay. <laughs> Why didn't it matter that day? What, what is the beginning? The weekend, probably. What's the beginning of that part? Call me on my home phone. Uh, the beginning was uh, that it was 200 episodes. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, was it different? No, the reason rate? on the home phone was because I guess because I called. Oh, because we had free mobile to mobile <laughs> on our family plan. But then oh. since it was the weekend, because I think oh. this is when we did the show on Sundays, oh. I could call the home phone because so the service is better. It doesn't matter today because you're not paying for yeah. it. Right. Oh. That was that was a wow. mystery. So, see, it, it, it was, only took two hundred and sixty more episodes. I could have told you. Yeah, I, I would have told you in two. And it was worth worth it to play that, even though you really didn't want to, because we learned something. Yes, Mama Raba has asked that we don't play those anymore. Hopefully, she's not listening. You can right. take that out in the archive. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think she'll be more upset with you that. You were beating her in, in your dream. Then <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. This is like the only episode that we could have played. Yeah, it. hopefully she didn't hear that part. Well, it's just a dream. It's not like you control it. Not to her. <laughs> Jennifer has the worst dreams about me. Like I leave her. Oh, like my wife. This. My wife has that sometimes too. And like I've just or just I'm just an asshole to her. Like just yeah. we go to a party and I'm an asshole and I want to look at other women and stuff. You know. I like and I that. don't get mad. It's not like yeah. it's her fault or something. You know? I like that because then she's more grateful for the real life version <laughs> of you. 
It's like, see, at least That's I'm true. not as bad as that guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, dr- I don't dream of. She's like r- rarely in my dreams. Yeah, same. because my life with her is a dream. Like my there's life. No, there's no need for me to like be dreaming, yeah. and you know, like what Sid? What does your wife dream about you? It's That's the negative. same kind of stuff. She'll wake up like sad, and she's like, "I had a dream that you were cheating on me, and yeah. went out and dated while I was there." Uh-huh. And I was like, Aww. "Well, was the girl hot? How'd she look? <laughs> <laughs> Big boobs, little boobs, yeah. <laughs> nice ass." What's what's my taste in your what is she, your tree world? What she does, does she say? She does do? not answer. Oh, she does not. Oh, like she probably gets so mad. I can she, see her face. She fumes. <laughs> Let's get her on the line. No. Should I call her? No, you should not. No, she's feeding the cats. I think. Oh, all right. Maybe. Without your help? Uh-huh. No, no. She says she's going to wait. Oh. Well, that's but you nice. still should not call her. Okay. Well, since Sid has to go feed his cats. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. Uh, we will be back next week. We have a guest, Hanno from Mantar. Singer of Mantar is going to be calling in. Did we know that? No. Breaking this news. Springing this on us yeah. on the show? What if Deal we have a personal problem with him? What's your problem with Hanno? The name? Why? Because he's German. Oh, that makes it even worse. Mm. He's nice. He was on the Square Circle pit. He's a lovely fellow. Oh, okay. That's where I know him from. Yes. So you have an accent? And the band man. Very, very subtle. Very subtle. Are you going to try your Iran um, Russian joke on him? No, No, I'm never telling that joke again. (laughs) Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Three months will pass. You'll forget you said this. No, never. Never doing it again. And thank you for listening. Please, if you listen on iTunes or Google Play Podcast. Oh, my ass is speaking again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, I have my finger up my butt. Please leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, like us on social media, facebook.com slash metal injection livecast, twitter.com slash MI livecast. And now the suit sounds playing us out. It's Darren Malakian's favorite song. <laughs> Also, this isn't a joke. This is really Darren Malakian's favorite song. His publicist told us.
as hairy as I expected it to be. I was a heartless cunt. There's always going to be duty.